Isn't it wonderful to be in his presence tonight? Come on, how many people believe things are changing? Glory to God. Say that again with me. Things are changing. One more time. Things are changing. Praise the Lord. Over these next few minutes, I'd like to give me your, or to give me your undivided attention. I want to speak to you about a couple of things. I know the temptation is to look on your phone and to talk to the person beside you and all those different things. But I believe that the next few minutes has the power to change your life. Things lurk where the light is not shone. It's time for the light to shine. He called us to be a light set on a hill, <laughs> not to be hidden under a bushel, but to be seen. God must be seen. Father, I pray over this tonight. Just a few minutes, Father, of truth. We speak to everything that would hound us, everything that would try to hurt us, anything that would try to stop us. We command it to stop. Now work with me right now. We command it to stop. We command it to stop. We've been walking with people for a period of time regarding something that they really need to happen in their lives. And it looks like they're in a very, what would you say, important time. It looks like what we've been believing for, standing for, is about to happen any day. But I also realize this, that that is the most vulnerable time. Because when you've stood for so long believing that you can actually, unawares, coast, cruise. And sometimes the enemy causes things to be aborted in the last bet of waiting, when people either get tired, they let up, or they know that it's coming, or they know it's happening, but yet that's the most vulnerable moment. Because just because somebody said, yes, it's happening, doesn't mean to say nothing between that and that. Doesn't mean to say that something can't happen between that to stop it. When you're believing, even though you have received, and you know by faith you have received it, you cannot let up until what you've stood for is in your possession. Yeah. 
And so I knew that, that there was a bit of frustration starting to rise with what they were standing believing for. And uh, I said to them that you can either get frustrated or you can get in a dark room and you can stay in there and pray until you get word that is in your hand. Listen to me. The temptation is to get frustrated and distracted by this day that we're living in. The promises of God, believing, standing, receiving. But don't let up. Until it's in the bag. Let's just receive this. Wow. Wow. These people responded to me in the way that I knew that they would respond to me, and they said, correction taken. I didn't even offer it as correction. I just simply thought I was giving them a piece of wisdom. Is that you can get impatient right now, or you can finish this out in grand style, in the prayer room, and then once you know you got it, then we can rejoice. The temptation of us all is to just believe that it's coming. But we have to get to the place as believers that it's here. It's in the bag. I said it's in the bag. I'm going to say it again, it's in the bag. How many people in this room are believing for something? Could I ask you another question? I know that you've believed, that you've received, and by faith you've laid hold of it. But if you really believed that it was coming, would you do what was necessary to secure its arrival? What if you were to put yourself in a room and pray for three days? How would your world change? Oh, Pastor, please don't go there. We enjoyed the first 50 minutes of this service, don't we? But what if you were to lock yourself in a room for three days? With water, no food, and you're not coming out until something changes. What would happen in your world? These are the days that we're being led into. I believe that we're about to enter into days of prayer and fasting like we have never been accustomed to. And you can say it's supernatural all you want, but the Lord is moving. And he needs to get some things done. And your commitment to his ways and his practices are either going to what? 
prolong the waiting game or bring the waiting game to an end with the manifestation of what you have believed for. What if you were to lock yourself away for three days? Just start there. What would happen? You see, living out of a wing and a prayer, living out of just nonchalantly praying all day everywhere, praying from here, praying from there, has got you this far. But what about elongated? Pastor, I can't do that. I have responsibilities. It will amaze you what you can do if you plan something like this. Just to pray. Hallelujah. How much do you want your breakthrough? How much do you want your answer? How much do you Because this is God, and God is asking me the same question, guys. You want to live in my relationship with the Lord right now? But I'm telling you, I take authority over the spirit of oppression in the name of Jesus. And I believe that the Spirit of the Lord is leading us into times, elongated times, of prayer and fasting. You may not recognize this. You may not understand this. You may think that it's not for me. I think that's just too manic and too radical. But do you think living 30 years believing for the same thing is not manic? Always saying one day it's coming. I had that open vision from the Lord years ago. Forgive me, guys. I'm in a place with the Lord. I had that thing happen to me years ago, open vision, where I saw all these trucks along the side of the road, dumper trucks. It was space at our side. I don't know what we think about that, but, but that's the way it was, desert and space. And these dumper trucks, these dumpsters, were laden down with everything Every request of man, everything, every, every material object that you could think of that people needed. And here they are, broken down in a wilderness. And I, the interpretation of the whole thing was is that what got them to leave heaven or leave the unseen stopped somewhere in between. And people never kept up. Those spiritual practices or keep on standing until what they prayed for manifested in the physical. I declare over you this is changing in Jesus. How many people understand what I'm talking about? Many people can sense that you can say is yes. What if I was to take? You say, well, I have to go to work. Absolutely, you do. But what if you were to get the kids to bed and you were to take from 8 o'clock at night through to 11, just three hours and just say, Lord, I'm here. 
Do you know what that type of thing does? You can look up at your clock and you can realize that it's 3 a.m. Because when you set yourself to spend time with the Lord, He then leads you. You see, we must go from feeling to discipline. I don't feel like this. I don't feel like prayer right now. I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like spending time with the Lord. But your feelings are going to let you down. They're going to back you up sometimes. They're going to let you down other times. But we have to get to the place where we make a decision. Everybody say that, a decision. To truly be disciplined starts with a decision. Discipline never starts with a feeling. Discipline always starts with a decision. I am going to do this. I'm going to get out of my bed. I'm going to spend time with the Lord. I'm going to spend time before I get into, I'm going to switch off my phone. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But what I'm going to do this year is that I'm going to seek the face of God and I'm going to hear from heaven. Come on, any believers in this room? So I ask again, if you live out of what you do do, what would it be like if you did get to the place that you had three days And you say to God, I'm not coming out of here until I know. And too many people sick. The city's full of hospitals and full of sick folks. And as a pastor, I could never be out of the hospital. I could be in there from morning to night just visiting sick folk because that's what they want me to do, visit sick folk. I don't want to visit sick folk. I want to go pray for them. I want to see them go from sick to being whole. But you can do that. Look at your neighbor and say, you can do that also. Amen. Because there's a few of you, you know at least a few people that are sick. Well, I don't placate the sickness. Amen. We take authority over it. No weapon formed against us. I want you to shut it out. No weapon formed. Oh, how many people is believing for something right now? How many people can understand what I'm saying? Come on, some of us, we need something to happen in our family, within our children. Amen. What would happen if you just locked yourself away for three days? You say, I don't have time to do it. Well, what if I was to say, maybe you don't have time for the answer? We want everything on our time. We want God to move on our time. We want God to do everything in our time. We want God to bring it in our time. We just want to just release the key verse. Believe that you receive and you shall. But I believe there's more to this. And Jesus nailed it. Wow. I want you to say this, no devils are coming into my house. Say it again, no devils are coming into my house. Every devil that is in my house leaves now in Jesus' name. Come on, say it like you mean it, in Jesus. Say this year, any adversity against my physical body stops I had a moment with the Lord 
before I went to bed last night. Even in the car driving yesterday, I had these moments with the Lord. And I saw it very clearly how the enemy was trying to stop people. And it was nothing but demonic. Nothing but demonic. Stuff waged against people. Good people. And yet they were trying everything they knew how to keep going in life, to keep the smile on their face, to keep paying their bills, to keep whatever, whatever. And yet, what they were omitting to realize was that this attack against them was not from a flesh nature. It was demonic. Now, we can either take this and say, you know what, this attack against me physically, you know what, praise the Lord, you know these things happen to people because that's how people talk. Or you can say that that thing that's wrong with your thyroid this year is going to change and you're not going to have a thyroid issue anymore. You're not going to have a gallbladder issue anymore. You're not going to have an issue anymore. I want you to shut it out. I'm not going to have an issue anymore. I'm not going to have these headaches anymore. I'm not going to have these migraines anymore. I'm not going to have this heaviness or this oppression anymore. There's not going to be issues with my blood pressure anymore. There's not going to be issues with, come on everybody, there's not going to be because sometimes we just cruise it. We cruise through event to another event and usually in the midst where there's nothing going on, we let up and we just, you know, praise the Lord. This just have a good time and then another event happens and it's all crisis mode we're going to pray we're going to confess we're going to get up but we got to get into a this discipline and into a place with God amen that it is consistent it is agrostamaya that no weapon formed against me tomorrow and then no weapon formed against me Tuesday and then no weapon formed against me Wednesday no weapon formed against me Thursday why because God is the same Monday as he is of Thursday and what he is saying is, greater is he. Shut it out with me. Greater, greater. Is, he. is he. You see, wives, you're waiting on your husbands, but what are you waiting on? You go. Husbands, you're waiting on your wives. What's wrong with you? You go. Pray with me in the spirit. That's much better than it was earlier. That's much better. You don't know what plan the enemy is hatching for your house. You don't know what a plan that enemy's hatching towards your children. He knows your legacy. He knows where you come from. He knows what you've prayed. He knows what you're praying. He knows your rebuke. And every time you lift your voice and you say, I bind you, devil, I cast you out. He knows. He knows that you are exercising your kingship. He knows that you are exercising your authority. But you cannot let up. You cannot let up. You cannot let up. And that is a concern of mine. 
because we go from being on fire to glowing. And then we get another fire spurt and then we're glowing. But I'm telling you, in one of these moments of glowing, that's where the enemy just wants to walk in and slap you upside the head. And he remembers when you rebuked him. He remembers when you took authority over him. And now you're opening doors to what? You shouldn't be opening doors to Now the enemy just wants to come and remind you of all the reasons you don't rebuke him. Of all the reasons you don't bind him. Of all the reasons that you do not exercise authority against me. Because the moment that you let up is the moment he's going to smack you. One on the side of your head. I want you to lift your hand and say, no weapon formed against me. Woo! Woo! You said it's just a little sin. It's not a little sin. It's a door to the enemy. You can repent all you want and get right with God, but the enemy, he'll take any little slither he can get. Amen. He's a snake. I'm telling you, he can morph. He can do whatever he wants to do. He'll take any little opening he can get so that he can get in and he can start twisting your life into a mess. I want you to shut it out. It's not going to happen in the name of Jesus. Come on. Lift your hands and say, I've got the spirit of joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I can do all things through Christ with strength me in the name of Jesus this year I'm coming out with joy I'm being led forth with peace and mountains and hills are breaking forth shut it out I have the victory I'm going to try one more time I have the victory one more time I have Oh. Oh. Such a spirit of intercession. And the Borahita, Gembria Corosa, Vengili Biro Nufon Mangansal, Benzalelo Paprebia Salamana Kifrimbian Granganaya, Menjolo Boramania Sulubambra Kadasolo Marataya. Menjela barapadisa la mangreke de salamana sola papramanaya. Denishila baraboramana sola kaprapanaya. You have to remember that when the enemy comes against you one way, he will flee from you seven ways. But you got to stay on this. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to stay on this. In the name of Jesus, I know that Jesus is praying, and we thank God that Jesus is praying. But thank God somebody else in this church is praying. Because when we're not, somebody else has got it. But I can't leave it up to anybody else. Because there's something that I have to say. There's something that I have to pray. And Paul said it himself. I know that the grace is sufficient. But when I lift my voice and I begin to exercise that authority in God. Something begins to shift. Something begins to take place. And it is the victory that begins to happen in my life and exude from my life. In the name of Jesus, I want you to shut it out. I am an overcomer. Say this with me. These things that have bothered me are not bothering me anymore. Come on, say it like you mean it. These things, These things that have bothered me, bothered me 
unusual oppression, unusual depression, unusual heaviness, unusual heaviness. I am so aware of this. Unusual heaviness coming against people. Everything was great and then unusual heaviness being bombarded with thought after thought after thought after thought after thought. Well, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. It stops in Jesus' name. Every time you lift your voice, your mind stops the crazy. I'm going to say that again. Every time you lift your voice, your mind has to stop the crazy. Do not suffer in silence. Lift up your voice and command those thoughts to stop in the name of Jesus. Mm. Oh. You say, Pastor, I don't live my life like that. I'm not like that. Those sounds that you're making, I never make those sounds. Well, you don't know what you're missing. Because those sounds are the sounds of the Spirit. Way beyond anything that the American language could ever give you or provide for you. It is so powerful when God, the Holy Spirit, begins to move in you. And the Holy Spirit takes up with you. And you begin to pray in a way that you don't know how to offer. And things begin to shift and change. Because if you are led by how you feel to pray, then your prayer and impact will be short-lived. And Satan will see to it that you are failing to produce what you desperately need to manifest. I want you to go, please, to Acts Acts chapter 8. Are you all doing okay? You say, man, this was intense. Now, no, I tell you what's intense, living a life deprived of what really belongs to you. I'm going to say that one more time. I tell you what is intense, living a life deprived of what really belongs to you. You're about to experience in your life something beyond what you've ever experienced before because of the law of discipline. It was around October last year when the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, it is time for you to dis- uh, disciple a move of God. I don't know what this looks like. You're the ones that come. You're the ones that make this your home, your church. You're the buy-in. You are the ones who are invested. From what I can see from pastor, lives are changing. We have some of the most beautiful beautiful, beautiful, selfless people that you will ever find in this church. You are an amazing bunch. And I think of all the prayer that's been prayed over all the years. And I think to myself and all the times even that I spent, for those who don't know, praying on that mountain selflessly hour after hour after hour after hour to see things shift And still today, the question is asked, are you willing to do more so that you can receive more? I know that these are spiritual laws. I know that these are spiritual principles. But something is being asked of you. 
Some of you are believing for more business for your businesses. Can I ask you a question? As much as you're trying to put your name out there and you're trying to get things going, have you tried spending a day in a room in prayer? I'm not talking about you studying. Because for us, it's so easy just to take a study Bible and use that up as prayer time. Jesus didn't do that. When he went to pray, he went to pray. His study time was not his prayer time. His prayer time was the communication of the Father with the Son, the illumination of the Spirit, and what the Son must do to fulfill the plan of the Father. And he got success. Everybody say that with me. Success. How many people believe success is waiting on you? Pray with me right now. Receive it. Success is waiting on you. If you're feeling a little sleepy right now, stand up and walk about the room. It doesn't bother you. It won't bother me. Because I'm going to minister this until this drops in our spirit. You can't get out of man what you were supposed to get out of God. Man doesn't have everything that you need. And to put the pressure on the man is the wrong destination. Yeah, Tulukan. Make our repair so martai. Benesulo Kofrepanan, solo propodoskanaya. Lighten up, Pastor. Everyone pray in the Spirit. There's many of you in this room, you think you've lots of time. But you have to understand with the devil. You need to be working time like you know time is running out. Death is no respecter, just like faith is no respecter. And death can take you at any age. And it's our decision to stay here on this earth, to live out length of days, and to see the plan and the purpose of God fulfilled in our lives. But you that are younger, you think you have lots of time. I remind you tonight, you don't have any more time truly than what I have because we are fastly approaching the rapture of the church. And you have a small smither of time to manifest heaven and to get heaven manifested in your life. I want you to declare it. It's happening now in the name of Jesus. Come on. How many people's heard something within the last 20 minutes that has ministered to you? Wave at me right now. It's ministered to you. So we spend so much time trying to make it happen. We spend so much time trying to produce it. We spend so much time. But yet Jesus 
went to the place of the Father and he spent time there and he was going to prayer, coming out of prayer and everything happened in that place of prayer and he didn't have to come out and convince anybody of anything. He didn't have to come out and try to get people delivered. No, he just walked out of the place of prayer knowing that it's in the bag. It's done in the name of Jesus. I want you to shout it out. It's in the bag. It's done. Physically, you are coming into a whole new time of being better than what you've ever felt in your life. If you believe that, shout a big amen. How many people can believe in this room that this year you could actually get off medication? It's not your enemy, but we've learned to live with it. We've learned to live with being sick. But what if it is a devil? What if it is a spirit of infirmity? And you're trying to medicate what a demon is doing to you. True or false? How can you medicate what a demon is doing? You were never supposed to medicate a spirit of infirmity. (sighs) Oh, I know this is not popular, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Why? Because this is our church. This is where we come. And I need you to know that this is what we believe. That we're not here to nurse demons. We're not here to nurse spirits of infirmity. We're not here just to poly poly up with demons of lack and insufficiency of destruction, of suicide. No. I'm telling you, in this place, people get free. I'm going to say it again. In this place, people get free. I wish you wouldn't do that. Why? Is it annoying your demon? I don't like the way you do things. You know, there's people say, I don't like the way he does that. I don't like the way he continually has us praise. And I don't like him shouting in tongues. And I don't. I'm telling you, it's not your flesh. It's you have company. You have a demon. That's not preference. If you're trying to shut someone like me down, that is already revealing to you that there is something working at you that doesn't like the anointing on your pastor. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to tell it how it is. In the name of Jesus, too many demons lurking. In the pews, in the name of Jesus, shut it out. 23, it's time to get free. Come on. 23, it's time to get free. And then we can go into more in 24. In the name of Jesus, come on, everybody. You trying to work the laws of prosperity and you've got a spirit of lack attached to you? Ripping holes in your pockets every time you get a little bit of a break financially and you're working it and you're putting into operation everything that's being taught to you and there's a spirit of lack, a spirit of poverty that's being attached to your family for generations and you think you're just going to prosper, you're just going to prosper without that thing being, I'm telling you, given the notice in the name of Jesus, shut it out, I bind! Spirits of poverty off my life. 
You go home to your house tonight, and I'm telling you, ask God, is there a spirit of poverty that is lurking in my house? Is there a spirit of poverty that's coming down a generational line? Why is it that when I get a break, something comes to steal what I have? I'm putting these laws into operation. I'm putting these laws into operation. I'm putting these things into operation. But every time I seem to get a break, something comes and rips a hole in my pocket. Well, I tell you in the name of Jesus, it stops tonight. Shut it out. It stops tonight. Wow. Wow. Not too much shouting tonight. (laughs) But I believe there's lots of deliverance. You say, I don't need delivered. (laughs) Even your pastor is asking the Lord, is there anything in me that needs to go? But even quieter, that you would even think that your pastor may have something. I have the Spirit of Christ. But if there's anything else that's trying to piggyback religiously, unawares to me, that's come down the line in a familiar way, it's not going any further than 23. Because when that devil ran into me, it stopped. I want you to shut it out. It stops now. Come on, say it like you mean it. It stops now. Lift your hands and pray over your children right now. Plead the blood over your children. Because those things that came against you, they're looking to come against your children. You got the victory over them. But your children, amen, they are not out there vulnerable to these things. They're not going to take you. They're not going to take your children. They're not going to take your grandchildren. In the name of Jesus, come on, everybody. You got to get a little bit tight. You got to get a little bit with a fight and declare it in the name of Jesus. I am not having the devil in my house. How many people in this room would be honest and say at one time in your life you know that you had issues with things? Just lift your hands all over this room. You had issues with things. I know this is a horrible thing to do and everybody's looking at you going, oh my God, how can that be? Come on, lift your hands if you have had issues. Now just look around at all those hands because I can tell you that the same hands that had issues still have some issues. And I'm telling you, the devil will read the Bible along with you. You can read all your books. He will come read with you. Amen. Because he knows the word. But Jesus told him, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, it is not the amount of the word that you read. It is the word that you take in that is alive, and it is sharper, and it is the word that you put out, and you begin to speak it and declare it, and you tell the devil, No weapon formed against my family shall prosper in the name of Jesus. You'll walk about your house, walk about your living room, and you'll say, this stops. 
stops right now in the name of Jesus that stops right now in the name of Jesus that stops right now in the name you might not feel well in a Dabrostaniya Pranaya and you're going to reach for the medicine cabinet but I'm telling you on the way you have to say this stops right now I bind up whatever is trying to operate right now and I tell you tell him not today Satan Well, I think you're just putting too much on the devil. I've had people over the years, there were 20-something years of pastoring, and they, they have said to me, and people love to say to me, I think you talk too much about the devil. But yet the devil is never glorified in this room. God is constantly glorified. Well, you're talking too much about the devil. You're bringing too much glory to him. There's not one thing we do in this church that brings glory to the devil. But 14 years I served in the police force of Northern Ireland. And several of those years I was in units that combated not only public disorder situations, but terrorist situations, anything that was going on, we were sent to it. And we had many briefings. And I'm telling you, yeah, they would, they would reaffirm within us, you know what, our powers. That's what we do with the Word. But they would spend long periods of time informing us of what the devil can do, of what the enemy can do. What the enemy is trying to do here, what the enemy is trying to do there, this is what we're going to do, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, whatever. There were a few gun-ho people in the room, they thought they could just, you know what, let's just take it out. We don't need to lie in a ditch for 36 hours, we don't need to do some recce, we don't need to do some covert operations. You know, there's a lot of people, they just want to go for the jugular and they want to fight a fight too soon. But with wise dealing... In wise counsel, you can wage a war. And instead of revealing your hand as a believer too soon, you can actually hatch a plan, work with patience, and take out everything the enemy is trying to do, not just part of it. You have to be anointed to go into cities and deal with principalities and powers. How many people understand that? Wave at me. It's not for people over breakfast. You have to be anointed. There has to be, I believe, specific anointings on people to deal with these things. How many people understand what I'm saying? But the wisdom of God is this, is that you can't go after the devil and live a loose life. I'm going to try out this section over here. You can't go after the devil and live a loose life. I'll try it one more time. You can't go after the devil while you're living loosely. In other words, you can't take authority over that sexual issue and still watch pornography. Pornography is not a little problem. It's sin. And it's a destroyer. And it destroys marriages. 
destroys families, robs children of parents. Shouldn't be talking like this, Pastor. My youngsters need to know it. Do you think it just starts, you know, just overnight, full-blown? You dab a little, hear a little, there a little, you just watch a little. You see something, and before you know it, one claw. Just a claw. Now, something that was so pure, something that was so beautiful, something that was so innocent, now has a scratchy claw working. And this is how the enemy gets is, well, nothing happened when I did it last time. It must be okay. God forgives me. It must be okay. But this has nothing to do with the forgiveness of God. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light are two different kingdoms. This has nothing to do. People say that all the time. I'm forgiven. It doesn't matter. God forgives me. Absolutely. But Satan? Is now getting more room. And you can appease how you feel with God by reading your Bible and praying and repenting. But yet this whole thing going on over here is getting a stronger grip. Getting a stronger grip. Getting a stronger grip. You can keep coming back to God, but if you don't deal with the root issue, then you will live tormented as a person of the light, yet darkness works in you. This is the word of the Lord. Touch your eyes right now, all over this room. Say this with me, I plead the blood over my eye gate. Everybody, pray it, pray it by faith. I plead the blood over my eye gate. Touch your ears. I plead the blood over my ears, the gate of my ears. Put your hand over your heart. You know why we can pray with four hearts now? Because we've dealt with the eye, we've dealt with the ear, because nothing can get in your heart unless it comes through the eye or comes through the ear. Now we can say, Lord, if there's anything, help me get rid of it. In the name of Jesus. Pray in the Spirit right now. Vina kifrifiakurosa marata framanaya. Minitifere pedisolo copra pedasamaya. Yanjula papra pedasolo mondri fidisolo copra pedana. Mejulo trufipir capra pedasolo mana to ramanaya. Edelufele Enzela papra pedasolo copra pedenesai. Mejula papra pedascai. Now I want you to, if you know someone in your family, maybe if Andrew can come back, if you know someone in your family 
that you know is, is, has an issue with something. You might be here and you, you have an issue. But you know someone in your family that you know has an issue. I want us for a minute or two, I want us to pray in the Spirit and I want you to go there in your thinking to that person. Go there in your thinking to that person. Will you do that for me? Just for a few moments. Somebody's in your heart. Somebody that, that you're thought of. Somebody that you've been thinking about. Somebody that you know in your family that is really dealing with something. I want you to go there in the name of Jesus. Because let's, let, me, let me tell you something. Sometimes we don't know that we have company is until we have so much pressure come on us and the cracks start to appear. The anointing destroys the yoke and removes the burden. In the name of Jesus. Now begin to pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. All over this room. Come on, just bow your heart. Just fo don't focus on anybody else. I want you to go there. Go there. Go there. Grab that person. Grab that person in your thought by faith. Go there right now. Father, we just thank you that whom the Son sets free is free. I just thank you in this place tonight, those that are watching, Father, that you're truly, Father, at work and you're truly dealing with so many things. Such an awakening, such a move of your Spirit. 
Father, our whole families are coming into your move. Our whole families are going to be raptured. Our whole families are going to be with you. We're leaving no one behind. No one behind. No one behind. When Jesus said, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting, I believe it's a key. I don't have time tonight to go much further in this. I had so much. But what I know is this, is that we can walk as free as we want. We can walk as free as we want. You know, our eldest son went to heaven in 2005 at the age of 10. You can imagine how that swiped us. But yet the grace was so, so powerful. I remember one day spending time with the Lord and I was looking for any good that I could find in what had happened and I had this thought he was so pure nothing of this world of a sin element truly ever impacted his life he loved the Lord in actual fact at the breakfast table that morning over pancakes. He announced to all those kids at the table, I am Zachary, and I am loved by God. Within two hours, he was in the presence of Jesus. So I look for these things at times. What good can I see in any of this? the good I took from that was thank God I know that every one of us are walking in very different days it's no longer trying to build a church for he said I will build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against this upon this rock and people will look at me and they'll see me as somebody that's extreme think I shouldn't minister like this. I, I shouldn't preach like this. But the gospel has to be preached. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed of the enemy. At times, all he spoke was just parables. 
and allegories. And in Mark chapter 1, hear me. He literally had just called the disciples. He didn't have an altar call at the beach to get the disciples saved. He called them. He simply just said, follow me and I will make you. And one scripture says that from that day, they pursued and hunted him. In other words, they wanted to find him everywhere. And they went from being called, immediately becoming disciples, and they follow him to the synagogue. Mark chapter 1, they follow him to the synagogue. And now in the synagogue, someone that had a demon recognized. Wait a minute, this one has authority. This one has authority. And he began to speak and screech. And Jesus dealt with it and commanded him to hush. In other words, that demon knew exactly who was in charge. I declare it over you. You in Christ are in charge. He went and from that and raised Peter's mother up. started coming and it says that he cured them of all different things and he cast out demons in other words right there in the streets there were multiple people getting delivered from them In Africa, people would not think that this was strange, this message. Because Africans, no. They deal with stuff all the time. In other countries, they know. But in America, this is going to be part of this great awakening. Because the sleeper is about to awaken. I'm going to say that again. The sleeper is about to waken. When you get into Acts chapter 8, after Simon the sorcerer, people knew the difference when Philip showed up. And I speak this, and I declare it over this Philip that it will be different when he shows up. 
in these cities, in these places. Philip preached the word of God. Philip preached Christ. Philip preached the things of the kingdom of God. And Philip used the name of Jesus Christ. And these things were the results of what Philip did. Multitudes were converted. Miracles were manifested. Healings were demonstrated. Demons were cast out. Great joy was released in the city. People were baptized and the Holy Spirit was given to those who received him. We declare it over this Philip in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands towards him right now. That he has seen nothing yet. For these great days of great awe coming upon him in the name of Jesus, in the purity of what he does and in the hunger of which he does it, that he will make no apology for what it is that he does in the name of Jesus. And I declare, watch out, Philip is coming to a city near you soon in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, come here. Philip, come Great time will have to be given to your calendar. Great times of prayer will have to be given for you are coming into a time where you will be saying yes to this and no to that. And even though that that you say no to will seem to be a great, great opportunity, you will know within your spirit what it is that you need to say yes to. Because there are coming moments and days now, I hear the Lord say this, that you will be held in places. One week, two week, three week, four week, yeah. five week, six week, seven week. Yeah. And you will have to send for your family yeah. and have them come to you because great shall be the effectual workings through you. You will have touched a door, a door of great opportunity, and you will be held there. Phew. I also see that you are coming in today that seems to be of a whirlwind. And it seems to be like that of a tornado or a great wind or a whirlwind. And that you're coming into regions and into cities and you are coming in there. And so much shall be the upset of what you do that you will cause things to be completely upended under Kofremaya. And I heard this, that even that which is on your life, you will cause those that are seated to become unseated politically in the name of Jesus, just by the purity and the innocence of what you do, not by the speaking to them, but by the operation of the Spirit. 
And I see you literally coming into cities like a whirlwind, like a tornado. And I hear these people saying, my God, what is he doing? Get him out of this city. But they will not be able to remove you because you are protected. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that I'm literally putting people in your life. In the Kebriah Stolomora, Arasalabina Akenaya, that you have walked in a favor, but now you will see what favor actually is in these days that are unfolding in your life. And the Voste. So just like Philip, you will even show that what others were trying to do in church settings was nothing other than sorcery. Because when you show up, they will see by what God does through you that the rail has come to their door and God has answered their prayers. So I see the calendar in your hand and you're saying, God, how can I do this? How can I make this? They want me to come. In fact, so many invitations could come. But the Lord will hold you. And as you spend time with him, you will know where to be. And I see this and I hear this in the spirit. There are those places that I will have you go, says the spirit of the Lord, that man has not even asked you to be there. But it is me who needs you there. And other people will say, what are you doing there? What are you doing? My God, man, do something that will prove your worth in ministry. But yet you have set your heart and set your face like flint that you will go where the Lord tells you to go and you will do what the Lord tells you to do and regardless of mine once you are not you are going to do exactly what the spirit is leading you to do and so I sense this (sighs) that the Lord is increasing your footprint but you will look at men and look in their eyes and say This was nothing to do with you. This was nothing to do with you, so you have nothing that you can even say. I plead the blood over your ears in the name of Jesus. So great shall be the manifestation of the gifts that you literally will read the mail of those on street after street after street after street. And they will ask you, how do you know? The Lord told me. The Lord told me. But you are one of those that the Lord is calling to elongated periods of time with him because of the job and the task of territories, regions, and cities. 
and it will not be like what we've ever seen. You're not trying to copy or mimic what another man has done. You simply have been a drink offering poured out for the masses. And oh, your heart for the people. Oh, your heart for the people. You see things that nobody ever sees. And you think to yourself, how can people not see this? Why are people not doing more? But you see, it's on you. And I see you, Philip, like a Pied Piper of the Most High, leading thousands down streets, an army so vast and so wide. And you look around and you say, where did they come from? But you had nothing truly to do with it other than obedience to the plan and the purpose of God. So today marks a new day for you, a day of confirmation and a day of elevation. For even though you came to Tulsa to minister unto the Lord, the Lord has chosen today to minister unto you and to confirm to you that this is His will. This is His plan. And that you must never be bought by the words of man. Supernatural discernment is upon you like never before as you step through this effectual door. A door that's going to cost you a great and weighty price. But you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Lift your hands, everybody, to the Lord. Baruchu, vrikeetsi artai, vurkumurski versi, armorsi birzo boromoruku varmaina. Tremendous times of travail, tremendous times of travail. Kembriastolo vormarki birstabaya, indivil kebenish kalafaya, indergo bolo sulomaro firmosala. Because the only fear that you have is truly what's on your shirt. The fear of God. The fear of God. In the name of Jesus, this worship the Lord. In de fiatsta. In de kalabala monotu fermiatanaya. In de la pabrapada solomorata brapadasamaya. 
I had to work all night just to do that. In the Frepedesca, but it was worth it. In the The only thing I ask is, Lord, don't let him ever forget about Tulsa in the name of Jesus, because this city needs not only a revolution, but a reformation in the name of Jesus. Can we give the Lord thanks tonight? Can we give the Lord thanks tonight? We bless the Lord.